0: Welcome to Talking Jazz. My guest today is Emiliano Sampaio and he's talking to me from Graz, Austria even though he is Originally from Brazil, he has toured all around the world and has just completed his doctorate there at the university in Graz, which is a major accomplishment. And it doesn't mean he's a student, he's an accomplished professional musician, but he also was able to cross over with academia and music and large ensembles in a really, really novel way. Welcome, Emiliano.
1: Thank- Thank you a lot, Mónica, for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here talking to you from the other side of the world. Congratulations also to you that made the same I am working as a practitioner uh, musician, so you also know what, what I'm living. Yeah?
0: I feel with you and I know what you're doing. So that's why I really want to talk with you about it, especially some of the music that you just created. We'll start from the beginning. So first we'll start with a piece, Atraente. And my Spanish is non-existent in Portuguese, so excuse that. It means when you came here first, you came actually from Brazil with two companions from Brazil and, and you've been in Austria for a while. Give us just a quick synopsis of your background and how you got to Austria.
1: I was born in São Paulo, so in a huge metropole in South America. After my studies in popular music in Sao Paulo, I had a normal life working, teaching, playing musicals, and I was kind of unhappy. Um, I mean, I had the feeling that I wanted to learn more and I wanted to learn how to compose. I was always in love with orchestra music and big band music, and these were not traditions that we have very strong in Brazil. And I was never in US, I was never in in Europe at the time. And then I invited my band, my trio, the Mere Trio, to come to Europe for a tour, three months, and this was in 2012. I organize a bunch of concerts it was really difficult to make it. Every at that time there was no Zoom, so we, we made everything per Skype. I had to call uh, in the middle of the night, you know, 4 a.m. I had to call European clubs. I organized really a lot of concerts, and we visited the universities at the time. And in the end, I got approved to study at the university in Graz. What was uh, great because the curriculum here was specialized in, in composing music for big band. Let's put this way. And then I moved here in 2012 and kept working a lot as composer arranger conductor but I always stayed also playing and performing and recording with this trio this was my first band I started when I was 18 years old with the same guy so the band started in 2004 and now we are 17 years playing together we have already almost 10 I think 10 albums now with different approaches to music different styles last year was a catastrophe because the the bass player came from Brazil for our tour and we started we rehearsed we played five concerts and the tour was completely cancelled because of coronavirus and the base player stayed locked in Europe at my place for two and a half months. So we decided to use the time And we said, okay, how can you use this time in a productive way? And the solution was, let's record a Brazilian album. That's a thing that we never did. We never did a Brazilian album before. And we always played Brazilian music in the concerts, but in a very relaxed way, very informal way, because Brazilian music belongs to our roots, let's put it this way. So we came back to the roots and recorded an album of Brazilian choros this means it's a special kind of t- music tradition especially instrumental music is instrumental music from from the end of 19th century beginning of 20th century very challenging music it's very similar to jazz actually what jazz was for the americans sure was for the people in southeast brazil and then we recorded and now in february 2021 the cd was out and that's where Atraente is the first track of the album the opening piece
0: How- that you get to do this 17 years with the same people. I mean, for jazz, that's an amazing rarity. I would say you can really hear that. And I remember when I played with Marcos, you know, one of our fellow <laughs> Brazilian guitarists, he always said that Choro is kind of like German polka. I don't know if he was right on that. Tell us a little bit, you know, what's the reference here? I mean, my guess is it because it's a framework and you also get to improvise on it.
1: Let's begin with the last part. The improvisation is very, different than what we understand by improvising in jazz. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So in jazz we have this harmonic framework and we improvise really create new melodies very far away from the original in most of the times. And in choro actually the melodies are pretty long. The people who play the melody, I mean, they have a really hard time. Only learning the melodies is already a lot of work. So the improvisations are more in the way of interpreting the melody, playing with the melody, around the melody, but you always recognize the melody there. Who actually has most freedom and is improvising most of the the time in shorum is the baseline we don't have a bass player and because of the harmony is very triadic it's very sim- simple in a way there are not lots of altered chords and this kind of harmony like in jazz because the harmony is kind of simple the seven string guitarist, so there is no bass player. The seven string guitar has a lot of freedom to invert chords, to create lines. And these lines that you hear in short recordings, they are all normally improvised. So, this is one part the improvisation aspect of choro. The second is why he said it's like polka. It's because choro was created by a mix, actually, of African traditions with Portuguese guitar and, and European salon dance music, actually. And mm-hmm. polka belongs to this kind of repertoire. So, you have this kind of three-part form with ABA, ABC form. And the form is exactly the same as Porca. So A, A, B, B, A, CCA. It's a long form. We kept this. This stayed in the in main, in the traditional choros. It's always this form. And the modulations are also the same as in porca. So if you are in C, you're in C in A part. In B part, you're in either in F or in A minor. And then in C part, you're in G. It's always the same modulations. The framework is the same, harmonic. So that's why the comparison. What happens is that this music went to Brazil with the, the European there it met the african people and the african culture and there was no internet no telephone nothing so the music stayed there without contact with its origins so it mixed during the centuries when of course after some centuries it has nothing to do with pork anymore and has nothing to do with the african origins. so they gave another name so it's sure it's the same with jazz actually you can put exactly the same describe the same way happening in the north america with the creation of jazz and the, the time is also the same is very interesting if you check the time developing of jazz and shoro it's like two parallel histories running at the same time it's very interesting and also if you analyze melodies of shoro and melodies of bebop and if you don't know where they come from you can you really don't know if they are bebop or shoros it's very interesting I can say
0: thanks for that history lesson that's really interesting to know well let's have a listen before we get too deeply into the history <laughs> what's the album actually called shoros shoros makes sense alright so so we're gonna end the players. So it's Gustavo.
1: Gustavo Boni on bass and luis oliveira on drums my colleague since 2004. yeah we were young motivated i had hair now we are all have white hair white beard we are married (laughs) and all kinds of things changed but Meretriu is still playing
0: but the music keeps playing so here's atraente from the album choros and it features my guest today emiliano Sampaio, together with his colleagues gustavo boni and luis oliveira here we go That was Atra Enche, a piece from the new album Joros that just came out. You heard our guest today, Emiliano Sampaio. He just shared with me that there's actually something really special about this piece and why it came first. Tell us who wrote this piece.
1: Atraente was composed by Chiquinha Gonzaga. And we decided to have as a first piece of the album because it's composed by a woman. So imagine in the end of 19th century, a female composer in Brazil. So it was really an exception. She had the lucky to be born in a wealthy family and access to music education, etc. So she was able to become a composer, a great exception in the history. So it was important for us to have this featuring. And also other pieces come from Black composers, from Jewish composers. So we try to pay attention to diversity also in all these composers that we feature
0: That's really cool. And it's interesting that especially pianists around the late 19th century, early 20th century, we have a lot in in every country because playing the piano was a skill that women were taught, you know, you didn't really listen to the music from your radio. So they had to learn piano. And there's a lot of hidden treasures to be uncovered in every country because a lot of these women were also writing music and and it's there. So thank you for uncovering that and bringing it to us. So this was the trio, but what we're gonna talk about is really your approach to writing for large ensembles. We're gonna listen to some of the pieces that you dedicated all the cities that you were touring to this next one is is dedicated to sao paulo i believe it was from a 2015 release tourists so tell us a (laughs) little bit about the touring and 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 this large ensemble writing let's talk about that
1: well when i moved to graz 2012 then my goal was write big band music i was Mm -hmm. really fascinated by it and here in graz we had two big bands working full time so when you write next week you are you are there Conducting and you listen to it back, so it's the best way to learn. I wrote many pieces to cities that I have visited, so that's why the album is called Tourists. And in the end of this process, actually, I realized that my city where I was born had no piece dedicated to. So and I found kind of unfair, yeah. So why do I I, I dedicate music for a city like Vienna or Paris that I have only been to for a month in my life? So I need to write a piece for my city, São Paulo. I tried to think about a characteristic of São Paulo, yeah. And São Paulo is a very Stressful city. I'm gonna lie and say that it's a beautiful city because it's twenty million people, ten million cars. It's a lot of stress. I try to translate this stress and how this stress is created into music, and so everybody's gonna realize what happens with the tempo of this piece. Yeah, it's a accelerando that happens from beginning to the end, and this creates a lot of tension in the piece. Harmonically, nothing happens. It's only one chord. It's like James Brown music. It's a funk. That's also very urban music. That's why it belongs to São Paulo. And this only static one chord with this accelerando forever, it creates this Sao Paulo tension, I believe. So I hope you enjoy the music.
0: It's super groovy. Well, let's take a trip to Sao Paulo now that you made us all curious. This is Jazz Mayday Sao Paulo from the Mega Myrno Project. This is a 2015 release and composed and features our guest today, Emiliano Sampaio. made a Sao Paulo that was a tribute by my guest today Emiliano Sampaio to his hometown Sao Paulo in Brazil and it featured the very large group this mega merino project we're gonna listen to to another one of this and and I love the contrast you know obviously we're going from Sao Paulo to Vienna now we have a very relaxed city that waltzes away in the waltz group you have a very different Landscape. Tell us a little bit about about that composition project.
1: In the opposite of São Paulo, this was the first piece I wrote for big band in my oh. life. When I moved to Austria, my first month here, I had to start with something, and I opened a notebook full of ideas and harmonies and melodies and a, like a diary. Mm-hmm. And there was this. It was not a title at the time. It was only a diary. So it had the city where I was, that was Vienna, had the dates, and had some sketches of melodies and harmony. And I had this book. So when my my composition teacher here at Partika uh, opened the book he asked me what are what have you been r- writing the last time and i told him ah i have this notebook with like a diary you can check what i was writing the last months so he opened took a look and said ah why don't you start with this piece v- vienna it was not the title as i said it was a diary he didn't know the story behind this notes notebook i went home put the title vienna and started having ideas organizing ideas it's a long piece much darker very elegant I would say it's like the city also yeah it was, I don't know if the, the cities really inspired me but of course this, all these ideas were composed in the cities when I was in the cities visiting them for me it's always going to be a nice memory like a nice diary of my life in 2012 then it took of course these three years to write the music rehearse record and release the album in 2015 but I was very happy and the piece even got a prize from the Downbeat magazine Magazine as best composition for largest ensemble. So couldn't get better than this.
0: And I have to add, that's a huge honor. So Downbeat Magazine has these annual competitions where... Students from all over the world submit in different categories at different levels, from high school to undergraduate to graduate. An intense jury that picks them. Being picked there in the, in the large ensemble can, is, is a very big honor and says something about the quality of that writing.
1: It's also a big thank you to the musicians who play there. The level here in Graz is really high of big band playing. The band that I have here play with the same musicians. Now I am eight, nine years in Graz and my band, I play with the same guy great musician so I have a lot of fun here writing new music and exploring other things so I have a big thank you also to the band
0: that is a huge privilege that needs to be pointed out too because you know everywhere else putting a big band together which means it's about 20 musicians that you have to find and pay and take care of that's a very hard task there's a reason why we saw the demise of the big band era you know and that's not a common touring unit anymore Graz has it, that's the place to be
1: i think say is a schwerpunkt how you say this in english in, in big band writing yeah.
0: emphasis yeah
1: the emphasis in big band music so if if there is a strong point in Graz that we can say I, I would point like composition for big band because of the two big bands and also the city but because it's small it helps people going moving around the city to rehearse and do stuff we also can't complain about living in Austria I mean I, I came from Brazil so I know how bad it can be to live without support of the government and how life can be difficult to, to make a living as a musician and when, when you move to that reality to an Austrian reality where the social situation is super well resolved actually people have houses water electricity education for free universities work corruption is almost at zero the dream so of course they have also money for culture and education and and this helps a lot and if you come from my reality then i really know how to be thankful thankful
0: let's talk about that in a minute more what a difference it makes to have that support system let's enjoy vienna first let's go to the beautiful city and think about the elegant buildings and waltz away and and think about the uh, landscape. So this is Vienna, also from the album Tourists and composed by my guest today, Emiliano Sampaio. Enjoy. That was Vienna, a piece composed by my guest today, Emiliano Sampaio, who you also keep hearing on guitar, sometimes on trombone, he's a multi-instrumentalist. You know, we just started talking about these different types of support systems. And, you know, I took some of my classes a few times to grads of American students, and we got to compare how the systems work. And I remember the lady from the Diermark borough coming in and saying, well, you know, in Austria, it's It's in the Constitution that we are supposed to support the arts. I think all the jaws of my students they dropped to the floor because for them it was just not even an option that in the constitution it would be anchored that the government provides this art support which is for opera theater companies in Austria pretty much hundred percent and you just hinted on how helpful this was so tell us a little how you were able to take advantage of these opportunities and how it helped you create your music
1: yeah of course I mean as I told you being born in Brazil and living there for 27 years I was used to that reality that I think is much more difficult than U- USA even then moving to Austria was like imagine now you have like everybody has a house everybody has water electricity food on the table so then the, the worries became others become having organic foods other problems of the society are having electric cars and culture and etc so it's another first world problem how so they say here yeah? of course I am totally in favor of of the government supporting the arts. It's a big discussion because there are also many disadvantages of having arts that are totally founded by private companies or by the government. And I'm not going to go into this question, but what is fundamental for for me is that we first solve the basic problems that people need access to education, access to water, access to electricity, access to living. And then we can, of course, start thinking about how to make the world better. I am in a totally privileged position. And I can only be thankful and do give back what I am getting here. So always when I go back to Brazil, of course, I'm happy to to bring this knowledge and to give concerts for free and give workshops and come to university where I studied and and also give lectures there. So I think it's what is in my responsibility.
0: One thing we also should point out that studying in Austria is pretty much free. I mean, there's very little fees for students to pay, which is also a difference to the American. American system. <laughs>
1: you are a Brazilian and you come to Austria. You pay 750 euros per semester. What is nothing compared to to the American system. Yeah. Basically, the insti- distinction is that in Austria people pay much more taxes. The big difference actually is that people recognize that not everybody is the same, and there are lots of people that are not capable of of working. They have diseases. They are uh, they have psychological problems, and all this social security program of the government use this tax to pay education for everybody, to help people who are incapable of working and of living, who have disease. So this is a a huge way of thinking in the the collective. So I'm totally in favor of paying lots of taxes when there is no corruption and the taxes are good used. Because you have a society like in the USA where people pay very little taxes. But on the other hand, the people who who survive there are only who are clever and very capitalist oriented. Let's put like this. eh? What is very mean?
0: It's... Tricky, yeah. I mean, we could get into the whole discussion of capitalism, but you know, one thing I think, one example to see how thinking about community and supporting the arts is Sweden, where you pay humongous amounts of taxes. Every kid gets their music lessons for free and some of the leading minds and composers where do they come from? From the little country of Sweden. You have the Max Martins, and you have, of course, the Daniel X and Spotify. It tells you some of the benefits and, and how this works.
1: If the government works, it's is great. But as I said, you can only do this when the social security is guaranteed. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, that's kind of a good transition because we're going to listen to Bandit. This is kind of groovy. I would say even a Wild Wild West tune. <laughs> Tell us yeah, about Bandit.
1: A dark past, let's put like this. When when i was a guitar player beginning my studies when i was like 14 i started playing the guitar i was a rock guitar player of course a heavy metal guitar player and after one two years i was playing a lot of blues and country music bluegrass and rockabilly music and then when i was years after in 2015 composing music for my new trio album that was released 2016 then i thought why not remembering that times how could be a, a country flavored piece that has to do with me nowadays it is us how Bandit was created.
0: This is a very fun piece. It really grooves and so much country bluegrass flavor in it. This is from the trio again, right? Yep. 2016 featuring Gustavo and Luis Oliveira, the power trio. All right, (laughs) let's listen to Bandit. This is the Mare Trio, and it features my guest today, Emiliano Sampaio on the guitar and also Luis Oliveira on drums and Gustavo Boni on the bass. performed by the Mary Trio guest today Emiliano Sampaio on the guitar and also Luis Oliveira on the drums and Gustavo Boni on the bass. We're gonna switch back to this large ensemble and we have to point out that you are a brand new Dr. Sampaio.
1: I had four years of a lot of work and and pleasure working with large orchestras and mixed ensembles with jazz and classical musicians.
0: So your focus for your doctorate was obviously composition and focusing on, on crossing over between jazz and classical ensembles, there was a lot, or it focused on this artistic research. And I don't think that's a term that's very well known here or for the listener or what that means. Can you explain a little bit what you did to make you a doctor?
1: Yeah, I mean, what you have in America is like these DMA programs, that is doctoral degree, that is mainly based on on the artistic work, or as I understood, with. Some friends in America. And what the Europeans are trying to do in the last 15 years is to have a very high level of scientific output and artistic output. So it means the artistic projects in, in doctoral level in music, they almost always are interdisciplinary. So they almost always mixed methodologies from science. It can be really mathematics, physics. It depends on the project. In my case, I was dealing with psychology and sociology. So it involved uh, ethnographic work where I went. to to see and observe orchestras working and described really in detail how it functions. And during my artistic process with my orchestra, I also interviewed 13 musicians and could analyze the interviews. All rehearsals were filmed and then analyzed. So all this systematic work, ethnographic work or a sociological way of researching. So this plus my artistic project my artistic way of doing things are characteristic from artistic research projects also I think a fundamental uh, difference from another kind of research is that the researcher is an artist first and is the person who is involved into the artistic project and, and process so it's not a scientist that's observing something from outside and talking about it and researching that no you are in the middle of the process and of the product so you have another ways of seeing things I don't say it's better than the traditional way of researching but it's different and given another point of view so it's very nice that people are, are trying these approaches in Europe. It's also nice to point that different universities in Europe have different understandings of what artistic research is or should be and this what I just described is the understanding in Graz, and that's what I can talk about because I have lived for years of research here
0: It's a very interesting phenomenon of, of the artist not only being the creator but also So observing and and thinking about the creation. I love the concept because I think it's so important to have that story of the artist and and helping us understand from the inside. So I guess Helsinki then goes back to your travels and takes us to Finland and your impressions there. What did you capture about Helsinki in this one? In
1: Helsinki, actually, I was for a short period of time. I was three days visiting the University of Sibelius Academy. It's a very creative city scene. The scene in the north, actually in Scandinavia, they are super creative and doing lots of stuff with electronics and it's a very peculiar scene, let's put it like this. In this album in 2020 with my trio, the piece Helsinki, I tried to mix the guitar and the trombone with the help of Loop Machine. So all the pieces you, you hear the trombone, you hear also the guitar. When people hear, they think they can't think that I made overdubs in the studio but actually everything is recorded live. When we perform it live on the stage, exactly like the track we are hearing you know, playing only trombone or only guitar—it's nice. How to mix the instruments that they work together in the trio setup—that yeah? was my challenge for the album. But we we were happy with the the recording. Nowadays, we perform ma- many of these pieces live. What is also very very fun.
0: I bet it is, and I bet it's it's fun to see that too for the audience. Obviously, you know, I'm sure it's a feat when you try to switch off between your guitar and then pull your trombone out. But let's have a listen. So here's Helsinki, another travel Piece by my guest today, Emiliano Sampaio, featuring him on trombone and guitar, and of course the longtime collaborators Gustavo Boni and Luis Oliveira. <laughs> composed by my guest today Emiliano Sampaio. We had a wonderful chat talking about his music and composition process and being a brand new doctor. But obviously the question now is what next? Being in the education system is great. You know, you can work with the universities and the students. Will they kick you out? Will you stay in Graz? What what are your plans?
1: So next year I'm staying in Graz for sure. Life here is very good. I have a great girlfriend. I'm happy. I live in a nice place and I have all the musicians that work with me here. Always traveling to play concerts around in Germany and in Europe and in Brazil and even Australia. I I stay here as a base, but I'm always around.
0: From a home base and what professional musicians do. And of course, we all hope, you know, the touring system is getting back in gear. The opportunities will stay. How is the planning process right now?
1: In Europe, things are coming slowly back. I don't know if it's staying like this or if it's going to be lockdown again i hope not actually my last year was very difficult because of coronavirus and doctoral work and other stuff
0: you're so right i mean this this was a time of reflection and what we hope to see is find the sustainable level of this touring industry because it's gotten a little overboard in terms of how much you have to be out on the road but we're gonna have one last piece zagreb you know gives us a little eastern european flavor i would say you want to give us a few insights what to listen for on that's one. It was a
1: very different piece for me to write because the motivation didn't start from myself, from inside, but from outside. So after some years in Graz, the HRT big band from Zagreb, from the radio big band, they contacted me and said, hey Emiliano, we'd like to have a piece. So it was a commission for me to compose. I asked, it, hey, how is the band? I haven't worked with the band at that time and they told me that they have a great auto saxophone player. Then I wrote a piece featuring an auto saxophone player, but I was really total blind. I didn't know how the piece would work there. They were very happy. They wrote me that they liked the piece a lot. Years after, I played with my band and then I recorded and released my album. That is solo for Zagreb.
0: Well, that's going to be our last treat and we'll get a little bit of the Eastern European flavor sound in it. But thank you, Emiliano, for joining me today and, and good luck.
1: Good to see you again on Zoom and good to talk to you. And I hope we meet soon here in Europe or in US.
0: So here we go. This is Zagreb, a commissioned piece composed by my guest today, Emiliano Sampaio. You will hear with the group also on guitar. Thanks again. We'll see you soon. My guest today was composer, trombonist, and guitarist Emiliano Sampaio. Tune in for Talking Jazz every Thursday at 11 a.m. and every Monday at 7 p.m. right here on WETF 105.7 FM in South Bend, Indiana, or online at wetfthejazzstation.org. Also find videos of previous shows on YouTube on the Monica Hersig channel. That's M-O-N-I-K-A-H-E-R-Z-I-G. Subscribe to get the newest updates. Thank you for listening.